Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Shut up and sit down. got incepted. I also got four emails complaining about it. I posted on um <laughs> I posted on Facebook about my recent obsession with um uh <clears throat> the Hobbit and specifically Thorn Bilbo and I expected to get uh <clears throat> crap about it. I wasn't surprised at all get crap and I did I mean like I went to the grocery store and I came back and there were four emails complaining about my new interest um, I'm getting complaints in the chat room of no sound I wonder if anybody can hear me huh anyways um, <clears throat> hopefully they're refreshing and, and that will be resolved that way I uh <clears throat> It always happens. Like when I posted my first Harry Potter fic, Stargate fans lost their fucking mind. And it happened again. And I cannot believe you. I cannot believe how many times I've gotten emails with passive-aggressive bullshit that goes like this. Well, I hope, I hope you're not abandoning Stargate. Here's the thing, people. In case, in case you missed it, Stargate abandoned us. It left us. We don't have any new canon, and they're going to make movies, but it won't be what we want. (sighs) Anyways, I'm not... You know, here's the thing. I read in a lot of fandoms I don't write in. Granted, I'm probably going to write my plot bunny. Um, I'm not going to be able to help myself. And I'm probably going to piss off most of that fandom because canon means absolutely nothing to me. And that's double when it comes to the fact that Lord of the Rings canon kind of fucks me up. I I can't keep track of the characters. All the dwarves look the same. Um... There's too much death. I can't handle it. I, I'm, I'm not going to kill anybody uh, important. Uh, I just, I just can't do it. And um, <laughs> I'm going to make Bilbo a girl because why the fuck not? I've never done it before. I've never, I've never done a gender swap. And here's why I'm going to do a gender swap. Um, it has absolutely nothing to do with the gay sex because you know I can own some butt sex. I have no problem whatsoever writing the butt sex. I really, really don't. Here's my problem with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. 
all the boys get to go on adventures and the girls don't. The girl hobbits stay at home. In canon, the girl elves stay at home too. And the only reason the girl from Rohan gets to participate in the battle is that she pretends to be female. Female. She puts on armor and, and no one knows until it's too late that she's there and then and they can't send her home. Um and so yes, and it is it is author bias um a little bit and um but that's because <clears throat> of the time period in which it was written. And um so women don't get to have any kind of real impact on the events of the Hobbit and on the events that take place in Lord of the Rings. And so that's why I made um, Bilbo a girl in my plot bunny. And that's the only reason, because I don't have a problem with the butt sex, as you well know. In fact, there might still be some butt sex. I'm not opposed to that at all. So there we go. And I'm probably going to set that fandom on fire when I post for the first time because I really don't have any respect for the canon. And most of the time, I can keep the essence of a canon in a fic. <coughs> like, I rarely write complete AUs where, like, Jodney are on Earth and start the, the Stargate program doesn't exist. I don't really do that often, um, I really at all, as, as far as been published, because... When I write in a fandom, it's because I really enjoyed the um, the canon to begin with. And so, anyways, so that's what I'm going to do. And um, I'm not abandoning Stargate. I kind of burned myself out a little bit on Stargate. And if you're not a writer, you don't really know... um, what this means, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. When you burn yourself out on something, you you have to step back. You have to step back and reevaluate and 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 see where you want want to go next. Because if you don't, you're going to bog yourself down and you're going to become blocked and you won't be able to write at all. And it can create a situation where you don't want to write. And I'm a I'm somebody who's been writing for the majority of my life. And I'm not in a place where I don't want I don't want to drive myself to the place where I don't want to write. So instead of forcing myself to write one thing or another, I write what I want. And whether I write five hundred words on Harry Potter one day or I spend an entire Saturday editing book three of the Lantean Legacy, which I did do last month. Um, it's pulling Daniel Jackson out of that book's a real bitch. I can't believe that Lady Holder and Chris let me put Daniel Jackson in the first book when they knew I'd already written book three and four, and he was in book three and four on Earth. And they let me do it anyway. But that's a matter for another time, right? I also burn myself out reading sometimes. Like I'll glut myself on a fandom. Like I want you to know that I'm on page 87 of I don't know how many pages in the Bilbo Thor- um, Thorin tag on AO3. 
combine that with the pieces of fiction that Lady Holder keeps that pushed into my mailbox in her total enabling way. Anyways, so I did spend a whole Saturday um, afternoon um, with my mom in a, in a cafe, and I was reading through book three, and it's a terrible mess. It is so terrible. And the thing is, is that Daniel Jackson is so unique a character that it's really difficult to put anybody in his place without reworking every single scene he's in. Right? Because there's there's shit that Daniel can say to O'Neill that no one else could ever get away with saying. And since my intention is to put Jonas Quinn in that spot in the plot for Atlantean Legacy, um, <clears throat> I absolutely cannot him have him say some of the things that he says to Jack O'Neill because Jack O'Neill would jerk a knot in his ass because Daniel Jackson got away with a lot that Daniel that um, that nobody else ever could have. So so that became a problem. That that's a side issue. The thing is, is that fandom, in my experience, is is fluid. And I have to be fluid with it, or I'll get bored, and then I'll spend the next ten years knitting. And you guys don't want me knitting, right? I mean, you 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 want me to write, right? Because because writing is much more productive than knitting. Although my sister's actually a fantastic knitter, and she crochets as well, and um, so she could teach me. And then I would be knitting in my spare time instead of writing butt sex porn. Um, so you know, I don't want to burn out on writing, so I write what I want to write. Uh, there's nothing wrong with knitting. I wear all my sister's knit products. I I have a um, what's it? Uh, um, they call it in the stores an infinity scarf, but she modeled it after that one in Outlander. Uh, a cowl. It's beautiful. It's chocolate and um, this uh, knit. Cashmere, it is gorgeous. It has three colors in it, two browns and a beige and a white, and um, I love it. I love it. I also have an um, infinity scarf that she did for me and two or three hats, and um, <clears throat> I think those were all crochet patterns because she's been crocheting for the past year because she kind of got bored with knitting. So I don't know what she's doing, but I think all the ones that she's given me recently were crochet. Uh, and so I get all kinds of gear from her. I get hats and scarves, and I love that. I can't do it personally, but if I got burned out on riding, I'd probably pick it up because I like to do things with my hands. And um, I'm also kind of jealous. I'm extremely jealous of of her ability. Um, um, it's really... Yeah, I'm super jealous of her ability <laughs> to crochet because I tried to master it when I was younger and totally screwed that pooch. She also made me some really awesome socks. Well, what happened was is I had these fuzzy socks, and um, she um, took them apart, and she used the lining to – she made a knitted sock or a crocheted sock. And then she put my old fuzzy sock inside it. So now it's a double sock. Uh, it's not old. They were, you know, just a couple months. And um, anyways, <clears throat> they're, um, uh, they're there. there. 
But, uh, yeah, so I don't mind knitting. Um, I would like to take up crochets. I'm super jealous of my sister's ability. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm actually going to do it if I have a choice because I'd much prefer to write and read porn. I mean, if you're going to pick... If you're going to pick a top, if you're going to pick something to do, and you have your choice between crochet and writing and reading porn, I'm going to pick writing and reading porn every day of the week. Because <clears throat> porn's awesome. And my sister already crochets, so I don't have to crochet for myself. <laughs> She'll do that shit for me. All i got to do is buy the yarn. <clears throat> there you go. Um, But uh, anyways... Back to fandom. I um, so what I do is I do I, I move around as a reader and as a writer to keep myself fresh and to keep my um, my brain active and all my stuff going the way it's supposed to go. So I don't. Um, sorry, oh, it's my phone. Anyway, I don't um, burn myself out in a way that makes me not want to write because I did go through a period of my life where I did not write for five years, uh, and it was terrible. And I I never want to have that experience again because it was like a part of me um, sort of died for a while there. It was like, I don't know, it was, um, it was deeply uncomfortable, uh, I will say that. And so when I finally was able to sit down and to write, uh, it was such a huge relief that, I have, over the years, guarded my ability to do so very, very, very carefully so that I don't That's terrible. Something terrible else I saw in the chat room. <clears throat> some people are assholes. You know, sometimes, sometimes people are assholes. And there's like this Asshole gene, and it, it gets activated, and then they just they just ruin they just ruin all your they just there are like three thousand people on this planet, and they're the reasons we can't have nice things. If we could get rid now, there's more than that because there's more Republicans in the United States than that. If we could get all the Republicans and the conservative fundamentalists who ruin our fun times, Earth could be fun. The other side of that is is that we might become more attractive to aliens, and we might get invaded. Because right now, I'm pretty much convinced the only reason they haven't invaded us is Republicans. Because Republicans are some scary shit. I have to think that our entire planet has been quarantined because of them. Just saying. There is nothing wrong with a penis warmer. I happen to have one. (laughs) It's not knitted, though. on the phone and um I don't know <laughs> Well I'm the warmer, Sybil. He's got the equipment that needs to be warmed. Let's keep this keep this in the perspective here. Anyways <clears throat> um <coughs> anyways um <coughs> Lady Holder you're on the air. 
I know. Yes, mm. I, I, I was the horrible, nasty, evil, no good enabler. Damn, it was fun. Mm. Uh-huh. This is often the case with her. This is not the first time she's done me this way. I, no, that needs not. To be said. No. But this is the first time it's taken her a whole year to accomplish it. Well, you didn't. You didn't want anything to do with it, so I'm not going to force a it on you. I mean, that's just rude. Oh, really? Really? Because uh, it was a campaign oh. of terror is what she's it was, was what she really means. Because. There were links, and there was, oh, did you see the movie? Did you watch this? I've watched this six times. I know it backwards and forwards, over and over and over and over. Yeah, well, whatever. So I I, I, I also gracefully and and gently led you over to the fandom. She dropped, kicked my ass onto the dark side. (laughs) What? Gentle, gentle. Are you out of your fucking mind? And we are not arguing. Definitions of gentle. Please don't send okay. me any goddamn emails um, asking if me and Lady Holder are arguing. No, we don't we're not actually having any argue. Man- yeah, guys, we don't have anger management <laughs> issues. Please, God, we don't. Really. Crazy asses. Just crazy. But anyways, I, uh, I did get out a fresh um, uh, notebook. Yeah, what's the way, did marble ones. Um yes, it's, it's composition. It's, it's, uh, it's, I got out a fresh composition book and I have put on yeah. it Belladonna Baggins. Yep. By the way, the, the comment with with Daniel, honestly, I think I think um Chris and I did mention something. I'd actually have to go back and find my copy of the uh the beta, but you kind of if you choose to say, you know, to, to do your thing, we're not the authors. We're not going to sit there and, and harass you into something. <clears throat> no, but I think that by the time we actually got to that point, um, there's no way it made sense that he didn't go. Yeah. He wanted out and um, he was going to get out. And, and Or he was going to end up in jail because there's no way in hell they could have done what they did on Earth without Daniel no. Jackson's help. And no. it was either... One of them would have been would have ended up in jail, Sam or Daniel, and doing it the way he did, he protected her and kept his own ass out mm-hmm. of jail. But, <clears throat> so you know, in, in that respect, there you know, once I went there with the plot, <clears throat> there was no way back from that, and that, and that wasn't even originally how that was supposed to go. How it was supposed to go is that. Landry had a list of people that he pretty much hated and wished were dead, and so he sent them to Atlantis, and they were all um, along, along serious with that, if I remember it, problem Not trials. so very nice people. Yeah. Right, some serious fuck-ups and criminals and just people he wanted out of, you know. He, t- he took everybody's fuck-ups from everywhere and sent them to Atlantis, basically. And then yeah. I, I, I realized I, I wanted to give... Um, Atlanta's people on Atlanta. Chance. Well, no, no, not that. I because they did have a fighting chance, and and they didn't need the people from Earth to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlantis gave them that, um, and mm-hmm. the ships gave them that. When 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 Atlas came home, he gave mm-hmm. John a path to victory that that John did not see before. But what Evan Lorne and the people who volunteered to come from Earth did was restore a small piece of 
Hope? Faith or hope in Earth in their home planet. Because I think that without that, what happens in book three and four would be sincerely and crazily disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know, because, well, especially what happens in book three, um, and uh, they do go back to yeah. Earth in book three yeah. briefly to visit, and um, they end up defending Earth, and I won't tell you exactly how, but I think that without that injection of personnel from, from Earth that they probably would not have even answered the phone when Earth called. Yep. There would be no I reason I think it there. reminded them that there were people on Earth who did care. And that sometimes, even though they care, even though they put forth all their effort, <clears throat> they're not always the ones who are making that final decision. So, and it reminded and them no matter of the how much. between, you know, the the politics and the people mm-hmm. on the ground. And so that was really necessary and Daniel Jackson was part of that, but it did totally been fuck up like 25% of the mm-hmm. scenes in the book three oh, yeah. because Daniel is Daniel's a, a rabid and kind of vicious um, presence in book three because he's so angry at mm-hmm. what they did. He's so angry at Landry, and he's so, we have to go do this right now, Jack, and, and we can't, and no, and this has to happen right now. And, they, and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's the driving force behind the reconnection to Atlanta he's, and Earth. And so it's screwed. It's screwed. Mm-hmm. I know. It's screwed the way it is. So, yeah. Um, someone asked earlier in the chat room if if that means there's no more Atlantean legacy. And um, if that was the case, I'd already announced it. There's, I mean, I'm I'm not I, going to stop writing Stargate. And this happens every single fucking time I pick up a new fandom. I get asked mm-hmm. this question. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Are you going to stop writing this? Well, the answer is always, I would tell you. Because yeah. here's the thing. People keep secrets like that because they're afraid you'll get mad at them. I don't care if you get mad. I'll tell you. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I, don't I really don't drive, care. But, uh, yeah, I know. Like I said, I still want in that damn hard drive. Especially now that I know that you <laughs> just got it, got through playing with Land and Legacy 3. You're googly. Um, I know, I know. But all I did was mark part to go, shit, shit. So there's like 45 <laughs> comments in this book. Just crap. Fuck this. I can't believe this. What the fuck am I going to do with this? And it's like questions to myself, like, what the fuck am I going to do here? I can't have, Daniel's not even here for this. What? What is this? And then I highlighted so, Daniel should Jackson's I go through name. My copy and, and, no. And, and put comments in? Oh, Bitching come on. to myself was bad enough. I don't want um, any more beta work done on that until I've revamped it. I haven't done any beta design. work on it. <laughs> we did do a little bit before we realized that book two sucked. Uh, yeah, well, sure. The original version of Book 2 sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked ass. But no, mm-hmm. the writing and not was not in that fun and magical way. It was, um, I didn't fully execute my ideas. So, Book 
There were a lot the of original holes. version. Yeah, there were a lot of holes. Um, it was more like a bone, a bare bones outline, honestly, um, which isn't something that I normally do in that form. It had scenes penciled in. It had some good ideas going through it. But the problem was is once you retconned the hell out of book one, it left – books two and three as they're currently written are the year that never was to use a Whovian um, thing. Okay. They are. This is a what might have been, this is a what might have been moment. <laughs> yes, the problem is is what might have been is its own story and this is something completely different. I know, but that's not what I'm saying is this is what might have happened, but this is not what actually yeah. happened. And and, yeah, and it no. does, you know, yeah. when when you're working on a big project like that and and you and you turn a corner you don't expect to turn, especially with someone like me who's who's a major plotter. Um I know people there are people who read my site who seem to think that I just um, pull shit out of my ass, and um, that's not true. Um, I hope that not. might be how. I know, right? That might be how you write, or it might be how the person that you beta for writes. But that's not how I write. I plot exhaustively on on three levels. Um. Because that's the way I – I wrote with another person for a long time. Not like together we wrote, but we wrote mm-hmm. um, kind of on the same path. And so together we developed a process by, by which we wrote. And um, there was external plotting and there was internal plotting and then there was motivations and then there was um, results and consequences for actions and motivations, and there was reward, and there was punishment. And so all of that comes into play. So there is not a single scene that takes place in, say, for instance, the Harry, um, Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond that's not plotted. Now, I took that original mm-hmm. story, took it apart, stripped it down, and replotted mm-hmm. the entire thing. I kept about 65% of uh, the scenes where they were all basically rewritten because my writing was really, really crappy when I was young. <laughs> and every year you get better. And um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not that person, which is also why I don't accept um, uh, plot advice because. What you're reading is sometimes eight to ten steps behind where I'm currently writing. Now, now like the part the I have in beta, well the, well, the part I have in beta right now for the Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, I've got three other mm-hmm. parts in the works right now. Yeah, I have a question for you, just because it's something I have been wondering about. When you and I sit here and brainstorm and we do we go over stuff, I'll put forth an idea, and you and I will bat it back and forth. And sometimes you take it, and sometimes you don't. Um, I'm not trying to maneuver you into a corner of this is how you should do something. And mm-hmm. I, I, I hope no. you know that. Yeah. No. It, if it, I thought that, I wouldn't talk to you. Are you serious? Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> I thought you knew me. It's like she don't even know yeah. me, people. Do you hear her talking? <laughs> well, part of it is also making sure that the people on the other side of this 
conversation that you and I are having over the phone and who are listening to the radio show know part of how we do it is be, you know because all they hear is this they don't hear the phone conversations where you and I are are spinning off into the ether and going into the really weird okay um <laughs> And we at least try on here to keep some of the major plot points out. Yeah, because I don't want to spoil it. Right. I I, I want to have a little fun with it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll allude to stuff, but we won't um, we won't go into the specifics. But you know, there's what I do is not to maneuver you into a a corner and tell you this is how you must do it. It's here's all the things I see. Right. And I'm just different enough from you in personality um, that I see things differently than you, sometimes very differently. I I think that's one of the major um, things you should look for in a beta. A lot of people seek out another writer or reader very similar to themselves to act as a beta, and I think that is a huge mistake because when you look – at a situation, a problem, a work, from the same perspective, you're still only getting one perspective. Mm-hmm. And what seems and perfectly reasonable to you. that perspective could be just as blind and kind of ridiculous as your own. And then you end up writing a fake when where Atlantis is 10,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. I still, I still found I, I was rereading the files that you've given me over the years of stuff that you and I have talked about, and I found that one. I think it was, it was uh, the one where Rodney's uh, was in the Canadian uh, military and was now a doctor. No, no, I did that mistake in Lantean Legacy. I know you did. I wasn't going to call you on that one. (laughs) You'd already called yourself on that one and and commented that I was an absolute. That I was an absolute cannon whore for telling for telling you that you had gone in the completely wrong fucking way by putting that in there, and then being mean. And it was one it, sentence. Know, it was one sentence, and it, it was resulted in like it was one sentence, and it resulted in three comments, a video, and, <laughs> and a transcript of the pilot episode of Atlanta. I was nice. I gave you all the information you needed to make it a poor decision. <laughs> When all she really had to say was like, no, dude, she's like this old. And I would have replaced the number and moved on. I, I'm serious. I would have because I don't give a shit. And to this day, That's we still write about would it. Not, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I don't need a, I don't need a video. <laughs> I don't need to go to YouTube to watch it. <laughs> it was fun. I had to make sure of my information here. <clears throat> but I definitely got a video. Um but no, I always I so I so I got four emails and every single one of them was a question and they weren't all Stargate. There were three Stargate ones and one Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond and um uh the people. This person said uh I'm really enjoying your Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond and I hope this new bunny of yours won't get in the way of your oh, posting. Really? And um, I didn't respond to this email. But here's the thing. I also got one that said, I really wish you would stop picking up new fandoms because it's been over a fucking year since you updated Ties That Bind. Oh, my fucking God. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what that that's that's what she said. Um or he said. I'm I'm thinking I probably know. Um right. and then uh but you know what? When I started posting Harry Mar um, Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, I got a bunch of bullshit from dreary fans. Mm. Oh, you can't Honey, do I, this. Oh my god. I'm a dreary fan. I like Fuck you. Draco. Fuck you. I do what I want. <laughs> I know that. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but... No, I'm not talking know, about my, you. I'm not talking about this person who wrote me the email. <laughs> I know you don't give a shit but, what I do. <laughs> not really. Mm. You know, there, there's stuff I, I have hinted at over the years that I want um, that I would absolutely fucking adore to have done, um, mainly because, you know, you're this screaming tease who gives me these little bits and says, here, look at this, isn't it great? And I'm paging down, paging down, and fuck it, stopped. <laughs> it stopped. And, you know, me sending you an email going, this is lovely, but it stopped. All I get <laughs> back in reply is, is, excuse me, all I, it, I don't know how many of you on, on <laughs> chat recognize this, but Snidely uh, uh, Whiplash or whatever the hell his name is from one of the old, you know, car- Hanna-Barbera cartoons where he's going, that's you. When I hit the no. I can come back and say, no. it's soft, sometimes, damn it. Some, sometimes, yeah. as a writer, you get um, kind of um, super focused. And mm-hmm. I, it is kind of hard to see, okay, is this actually, is this good or or am I just really too invested in this? And so a lot of times you want to get a perspective, but you don't want to put it on your fucking website so everybody in America can bitch about it. Yeah, this is true. So, <laughs> you know what? I've never had a problem with that, being the the person who you send this stuff to to get that, that, guinea pig. that look. Hmm? The guinea pig? You're my guinea pig, yeah. Yes, I know I'm your guinea pig, and I've got no problem. Do you remember when I sent so you me... ties that bind, and um, I sent you ties that bind? Mm-hmm. I sent her almost like all ties that bind, um, all that I had written mm-hmm. at at once, and it was like what, like three hundred k at that point. I think so. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like she wrote back with like one, like it was like holy shit, and that was it. <laughs> Those were her exact words, but it was close. It was like she didn't even know what to do with me. Because to say she was not expecting that would um, be that a, like a, a super, super understatement. Um, she totally did not see that coming because I kept ties mm-hmm. that bind to myself for over a year, and I was never mm-hmm. going to post it. Um, but I kept going back and reading it to myself, which I thought, that's probably a good sign that people might like it. Mm-hmm. And so I sent it to Lady Holder, and then I, and then I sent it to Chris. <laughs> and I don't know if Chris got mad because I kept it to myself for so long. <laughs> well, my holy shit was, you know, it, and it probably was holy shit knowing me. Um, <laughs> or something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's either that or oh my fucking god. Um, I was not inter- really interested in in that particular world at the time, but it's it's expanded a lot. And frankly, 
I adore that particular universe. Um, I'm having a good time with every variation on the theme that comes running out of it. So for me, um, I read through it and, you know, mind-blown type stuff. It, it was very much, hi, you just you just rocked my world, let's play, you know. Well, see, what happened was, because I did send um, Chris and Lady Holder, I guess about 300K, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably all the way up to... Um, I don't remember the part that got labeled uh, when where Jordan comes to Atlantis. Oh yeah, that. That's where I. Um, in fact, Jordan leaving mm-hmm. Atlantis is probably about where I left it off on that original big draft because it mm-hmm. was originally just one big Sounds book. Like um, and um, I sent it to Lady Holder and Chris, and they were not expecting it. They had no idea what it was, mm-hmm. and I said. Um, I wrote something kind of like Zant, um here and here, and I, and I just gave it to them. And I didn't hear from either one of them for like three days. <laughs> but in their I'm, defense, I did send them 300K in the middle of a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I slept. I th- and the worst part is about it is I think I was on – was on the phones at the time because I, I work in a call center, so I'm trying to read around actually trying to deal with with you know human beings and not be an absolute screaming bitch because why are you on my phone? Go away! Yeah, yeah, I was having a good time that week. Yeah, and somebody in on Facebook commented that they had no they have no idea how some of us read write and actually hold down jobs. Um, I'm a speed reader, and it's a very bad thing And I don't sleep. (laughs) Here are two things about me that you need to know. I don't sleep much, and my husband pays my bills. (laughs) (laughs) And during the week, I don't sleep much, and the husband pays the mortgage, and I pay just about everything else. Right. What are you doing? My cat has discovered the joys of plastic bags. Oh, lovely. I knew I should have gotten you a chew toy. Oops. Sorry about that. So I do have a hobbit plot bunny. Oh, really? And it's oh, no. actually okay. more than a plot bunny. If you're on my Facebook, I recently changed my um, uh, profile pic. And mm-hmm. my profile pic is um, the actress I'm going to cast as Belladonna. She played Jane Seymour in The Tudors. I don't know her real name. She's beautiful. Hmm. Um, that's that's the Hobbit Queen. <laughs> um. And so um, this is actually more than a plot bunny because I've already written a thousand words. <laughs> yes, just to <clears throat> just to get my I, I've got like twenty five pages um, um, in my notebook filled up with um, it's not like twenty five solid pages, but like I wrote characters down and plot points and you know in my little composition notebook, and so I've done twenty five pages of that. <laughs> um, and, and anyway, so it's called Beads on Her Feet. 
And it starts with um, Thorin on the throne, and um, he sent Nori. When when he woke up from the Battle of the Five Armies, um, he was told that Bella was gone. And so he sent mm-hmm. Nori after her. And Nori has returned to the Lonely Mountain. Um, and it's been 18 months. He was gone mm-hmm. 18 months. And he tells him... Right. He tells him... Well, it took her a year to get back and... It took Bilbo... Mm-hmm. Um, 16 months back and forth. There and back again, 16 months. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the timeline. So, um, so she went, so he went to the Lonely Mountain and then back to the Shire in 18 months. So, and it's actually just a thousand miles. Um, yeah, but it's a thousand miles on foot. Yeah, or on horse, depending on um, how you're traveling, and, and and there's a mountain, and you gotta go around stuff and over stuff. But anyway, um, it's and about also a year when of you're about, yeah, when you're trip. four foot something, right? It's a year of travel yeah. round trip, is what it boils down mm-hmm. to. And so um, he's been gone 18 months, and he tracked her across Middle Earth, and I'm going to have to change the, the amount of time, because I, I did the amount of time before I looked up that really awesome map I found with the timeline and the, and the mileage. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, That's a really lovely interactive map, too. <laughs> it's a really awesome map. <clears throat> so he's been gone all this time, and, 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 and he returns to Thorin, and he tells Thorin that Gandalf the Grey took Bella to Mordor. <laughs> oh, that's gonna go. Back. And so, and so, Thorin says, "Say what? Gandalf the Grey took my queen into Mordor. Is that what you tell me?" And Nori says, "That is exactly what I tell you, Your Highness." <laughs> so at this point, Thorin's starting to plan Gandalf's murder. Um, he has no idea why she left. He has no idea mm-hmm. why she went to Mordor. And Nori tells him that. Um, that Mount Doom erupted, mm-hmm. and um, that he tried to get through the Black Gate, but he couldn't. And in the morning after it was over, um, the eagles, an eagle took Gandalf and Bella out of Mordor, and he couldn't keep up with them. And so he gets to the Shire about a week after her, and mm-hmm. he he finds her, and she's in her garden, and he doesn't speak to her because she's in the middle of an empty patch and she's cut off all of her hair. And she buries it and she starts to cry and he couldn't say anything to her. Well, of course the dwarves are horrified. And they're all hearing this in the thorn room, the throne room. The thorn throne room. Yes, or thrower. <laughs> And so, and Dis is particularly horrified, his sister. How do you say that, Dis, Dis, Das? How do you say it? I don't know. Actually, it's the, normally when they, We're gonna go with this, Dis. they type it, the I has an accent over it, and I don't know how to pronounce that. But I think so it's We're just going to go with D's. Dark is saying D's. Okay, D's is um, um, extremely okay. horrified by the idea that this 
is this um <clears throat> that Bella has cut off all of her hair. Mm-hmm. And Thorin has to confess the horrific thing that he did. <laughs> what he did. That's gonna go over. And well. she asked Nori if he spoke to her and he said, I couldn't because he feared that if he spoke to her, he would end up burying his beard in her garden. Because he oh, damn. is so ashamed of himself for what happened. Mm-hmm. Because not only did Thorin do all those things to Bilbo, but not a single member of his company interfered. Yep. He almost killed yep. her. Him. He almost kills Bilbo. He mm-hmm. threatens him, banishes him, they're all kind of hyped up on gold lust. He isn't the only one. No. <coughs> but Not by a long I don't know if it happens in the book. I don't remember the book. I haven't read the book in, since I was like um, 12 years old. Um, do not do that math, but it's been quite a long time. And I read I Lord of the, the Rings when I was I was uh, – shut up. Um, I was 12 <laughs> when I read The Hobbit, and I was 15 when I read Lord of the Rings. And um, – Forty-ish. <laughs> so it's uh-huh. been a while I'm... since I've shut up. Since I've read these I'm books, and you. I haven't seen I haven't seen the second movies, um, the the two second the two other movies. I've seen the first movie, um, but uh, yeah. in the book, I don't believe any of them, any of the dwarves interfere. I don't remember. Um, I really don't, but I don't think they did. But in my story, they didn't. Whether that happened or not, in my story, they didn't. And so they're all deeply ashamed of, of what happened. And then Nori mm-hmm. tells him that that they that he completed their contract with with Bella and left two bags of diamonds sitting on her kitchen table. <laughs> She's going to have a clue who was in her house or Samal is. Well, she's going to know one of them is going to be in her house. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and and that's the prologue, and and that's how it opens. And um, (coughs) by the time Thorin gets to the Shire, um, um, Bella's garden is in full bloom. And Mm -hmm. um, he has no idea what what her garden is, because it's it's not a normal garden, and it doesn't have... um, vegetables in it. It has only flowers. And in the center, um she's nurtured the soil with all those diamonds that Nori left behind. Mhm. The diamonds and he finds that the people in the Shire because she didn't have a mate. She didn't have someone to help her bear the burden of of of, of nurturing her heart seeds. Um and that's what I'm calling them, heart seeds. It's I adore it. Anyways, um, that the people in the Shire have been providing for her because she has to take care of it and she has to be with it as often as possible. Um, And he has no idea what the garden is. And none of them really understand how hobbits come to be. And um, (laughs) they're going to find out. And so... The uh, the townspeople have been bringing her nutrients for the ground, and they and they brought her stone, and they brought her um, uh, lot, well, they they bring her limestone and granite because the, the, the because the, the children are half 
dwarf, and she gets silver. and And I have this idea that in the scene, like in the scene where she reveals to him what is in the soil, you know, what her garden really is, and she um, details what she's um, nurtured into the ground. Um, and he asks her, "No gold," and she says, "No, never gold." Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, what would be cool is, depending on how you feel about Lobelia, would be if you know she doesn't have to actually show up, but a set of silver spoons for silver. Well, that's one thing that Nori does. It was when Nori goes to the Shire and she's not there, he finds her house full of people that have no business being there, and so he goes to the leader of the village and says, "Belka's not dead. You need to get these assholes out of her house." And mm-hmm. so he makes them leave her house, and he makes them bring all of her stuff back. So because he wants her house to look just the way it did when she left, and so he gets it all ready for her, but she doesn't come back. So that's when he starts looking for her, and then mm-hmm. he finds out that Gandalf took her to Mordor. Oh, that's going <laughs> to so be a conversation. Follows. So he follows. Mm-hmm. And that's when he gets to the Black Gate, and 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 he can't through um get through, and and and. He watches Mount Doom blow up, and he thinks that he was too late, and he thinks that he let his queen die. Because as far as they're concerned, she is the queen. Mm-hmm. She's Thorin's one, and there there will never be another. And so by the time Thorin gets there, you know, she, um, her garden's in full bloom, and um, um, she's just weeks away from from the birth or the birth. The harvest of his two sons, the giving, the giving. We're gonna call it the giving, not the harvest. That's terrible. <laughs> that sounds like food. <laughs> you can't harvest well, hobbits. <laughs> that's terrible. We're hobbits. It's a nice act. We're harvesting hobbits today. <laughs> Let's go with the giving. The giving will take place, and his two sons will be born, and he's going to. Um, to be kind of surprised because um, he was very much a gentleman with with his hobbit, and that's not a that's not a um, a field he's plowed. <laughs> so he's a little <laughs> confused as to how Dwabbits happened when his dick wasn't involved, uh, and so that's an entire conversation. And what he discovers is that when a hobbit falls in love. If they love deeply and truly enough, um, a magic stirs inside of them and creates heart seeds. And Bella took her heart seeds, and um, a yielding. (laughs) It can't be. It can't be harvesting because that sounds like something like R maybe. Well, I said we'll have to work on that one. (laughs) But he's going to ask her about Mordor. And she's going to tell him the truth. She's going to tell him that halfway to Rivendell, she confesses to having this ring to Gandalf, and they investigate it, and Gandalf realizes that she has the one ring. And it's oh, the yeah. reason why the um, Middle-earth is darkening around them um, and, and why oh, yeah. things are coming and, and why the orcs are surging. And he thinks it might even explain a little bit of Thorin's... Um, Insanity? Oh, sadness. Um, 
mm-hmm. is combined with his father's ring or or his grandfather's ring and the the gold and the dragon and the one ring but here's a, <laughs> right there here's in the middle of it. Yeah. Um here's a question for you. Did did Thorne ever get hold of the, the dwarven ring? I mean, I don't know. I know the movie canon. I don't know the, the other one. And as far as I, I don't know, remember. I don't think he did. And since I'm not near the chat room right this instant, <coughs> I'm going to I don't know. Did did his grandfather die in the mountain? Granddaddy. Then it, then uh, it, then it stands to reason that Thorne got the ring well, from him at some point. No. No. Um, Granddaddy Thor. No, Lucas uh, is saying Thrain had. Um, th- um, Thrain had the ring. Okay. okay. Thrain had, had the ring, um, but didn't he get in canon pulled into the mines of Moria and his head, his chopped off head? Dark is saying Gandalf gave Thorin the ring. God damn it, Gandalf! You enabling bastard. <laughs> well, he had no idea. He had no way oh, of knowing. Oh bullshit. He knows exactly I don't think Gandalf doing. did. I don't think so. I don't think that we we need to paint Gandalf with the same murdering, terrible, no good brush of Albus Dumbledore because he's entirely <laughs> a different animal. Because because Gandalf was a plotter and 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 he was a planner, mm-hmm. but he never forgot the individual. Yeah, he's ever he's he's a grand manipulator, but he's not. He's not evil. He's a well, he's force of balance, I think, in Middle if, Earth. And yeah, he, he's not going to send some suicide if he can help it. One of the one of the best scenes I think in Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. when he returns to um, the Shire, and <clears throat> and he's what? found out what the ring is, and and Frodo, and and, oh. and he goes to. Um, he goes to Bag End, and he tells Frodo what it is and, and what mis- what must be done. And and Frodo yeah. is running around him, and he's packing a bag. You know, I'm trying he's like, to get this to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. And um, and Gandalf just looks at him like just looking at Frodo, ready to go on this adventure, is the most heartbreaking thing he's ever seen. But he takes yeah. him, and they go to Rivendell, and then when Frodo volunteers to take the ring. Oh, that look on that old man's face is just heartbroken. He knows. Yes, he knows. I mean, and so, no, I don't think in any way you can compare Gandalf to Dumbledore, because Dumbledore's an asshole. Even in canon, he's a terrible person. If you avoid any and all fandom and any and all read between the lines, if you just look at the words on the page, he is an asshole. Oh my God! But I can't understand how she can think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I really can't. So Gandalf has a ring. Um, the really extremely gorgeous elf, the female one, uh, has a ring. Galad- Galadriel has Nenya, which is the the ring of water. Celeborn has one. No, wait a second. Elrond has one, and Gandalf has one. And those are the three elf rings. I don't know what I'll do with the canon ring of the of, of the dwarf ring. I think I'll just leave it lost because that's more um, in keeping with Orin having broken free of the gold madness if if, if he doesn't have that ring at, at his disposal. Um, but I uh, 
So she tells him that she had the one ring the whole time. And oh, he asked her He asked her, Why didn't you come back to the Lonely Mountain and, and tell me this? And she looks at him and I see this in my head, I see this fully realized in my head in this scene. There is no way I could have trusted you with the one ring. Mm-hmm. You couldn't be trusted with a pile of gold and the glowing rock. Mm-hmm. How in the hell could anybody trust you or anyone of your line with the one ring? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. It's, it's a legit question. That's, that's not that's not how that's going to go. But he asked her um, why she took it to Mordor and why she had to destroy it. And this is when he finds out what's in her garden because she tells him that she that there was no way that she could sow the seeds of her heart knowing that there was that much evil on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And he asked her what the seeds of her heart are. And she tells him that That's in her garden, interesting combo. Um, she's nurturing their wobbits. Their wobbits. Their wobbits. Yeah. And that's when Thorin and company <laughs> get a lose their shit. Get an awakening on how hobbits are made. <laughs> Yeah, because Thorne's like, whoa, 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 whoa! I have been a gentleman. <laughs> I was gonna wait till actually, we got married. I have not actually, rode that hoe. I don't understand. <laughs> all, all I can say is, it, it, depending on who you have standing right next to Thorne, and honestly, I'd put Bilbo or I'd put uh, Balin and Dwalin on either side of him, because I can see Balin give. A nice grandfatherly white-haired guy who has the the nice pointy things with nice tenderizing bits on it as as his weapon, as he called it. Um, looking at Thorin with this, I am so disappointed in you. And I can see Dwalin reaching up and giving him a gift slap. Just yeah, straight just up. The fuck did you just that's, do? That's from your sister. <laughs> yes. Because she saw that shit coming from the Lonely Mountain. Uh huh. Because yes. while they might not have known what it meant, I think that his sister figured it out because she lived in the Blue Mountains for a long time, so she was closer to the hobbits than all the mm-hmm. other dwarves who were wandering around trying to make money. Yes, and frankly, I can see there, there's there's one. I think it's in the same by the same author who does. Uh, guard, uh, the, the gardening universe, um, where Bolin, or not Bolin, uh, Bilbo has an anti-Diaz, uh, right, who had come to the Shire as a trader and kept the, tra- the Shire trading route because um, it's lucrative, it's nice, it's wonderful, and frankly, her, the people in her trip are actually nice people and they're not going to, you know, screw over the hobbits. And she actually gets a clue. What I would like to do is just like throw off little hints, like in between these scenes, where like 
they'll be having dinner and because um, they're mm-hmm. all anxiously awaiting the arrival of the Jawabits, and um, she'll be telling them of her um, of her adventure without them, and then she'll go, oh, oh, by mm-hmm. the way, Gandalf killed that thing that was in the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys oh, can yeah. take that back anytime you'd like. <laughs> yeah. And have have Colin's eyes light up. Ooh, I have a new toy. Holy shit, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and it's about shit like five that days. amuses me. I'm sorry. It amuses me. Because here's the thing is that <clears throat> <clears throat> I think Bilbo was very, um, very set in his sure? ways and very pleased, um, very pleased with his magical ring, and he's not all. Um, he's ready to go home, but I think that Bella, knowing that in her heart, she, um, she carries two children that. Mm-hmm. This ring that's in her pocket that's starting to whisper to her is a big problem. And so, of mm-hmm. course, she would turn to the one person she could trust, which is Dumbledore. Gandalf. Why did I say that? <laughs> we were discussing Dumbledore earlier. Gandalf. So she turns to Gandalf and she says, I've I found a ring. Uh-huh. And I think we need to And, talk of about course, it. alarm bells. Lululululu. Yes. By the way, and are you so, going to get Leggy into this? Legolas? I don't know. <coughs> because I think it'd be fun got, if um I don't know. <coughs> we've got the, I don't want it to be about that though. I, I don't like that. I, I, I told you how I feel about that. <laughs> I um, think it's fabulous. Okay, anyhow, sorry. Anyway I um I want this to be a relationship fic. You know, Where they about, actually have to, to have one? Yeah, about and, him and talking about what he did and apologizing for it and, and um, recognizing um, her strengths and her weaknesses and her doing the same. Mm-hmm. Coming to acknowledge the, you know, who he is and... Um, mm-hmm who he is to her and, and who he is to her children and, and, and how that's going to play. And, um, you know, she has to make a decision about whether she wants to be the Baggins of Bag End or whether she wants to be the queen. Queen under the mountain. Under the mountain. Right. So I want it to be about that. I don't want it to be. And the bees on her feet, if you haven't been following me on um, Facebook, what that means is that I was talking about the hair on her feet. And if you don't know me um, very well, if you don't read my, I don't even know why you're on my fucking podcast if you don't know me. Um, Since it's rated R and people, that scares people off. I have a real problem with body hair. It it really bothers me. So writing a character who has a a copious amount of hair on their feet is really um, uncomfortable. But I did find out that the huge feet is not canon, so I can make her feet dainty. They don't have to be ginormous. That's not canon. That's fanon. I I, I looked it up on the the wiki. Well, if you look um, at it... I decided that the way she would tell people that she was... Um, that her heart seeds had come to her um, would be that she braided the hair on her feet and put beads mm-hmm. in the hair. 
Well, that's a very dwarven thing to do, especially considering no, the hair is think... too short. No. The hair on the feet is not short. I've seen the picture. No, the hair it is on her not head. short. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, but it is now. <clears throat> and they'll ask her about that, and she will tell them that she cut off all of her hair because Thorin wasn't there with her to help. And she didn't mm-hmm. want to risk her heart seeds not having enough um, nutrients to cling to as they grew. And so she built their their bed out of her hair. And in normal circumstances with two parents, that each parent would donate hair so that neither mm-hmm. one of them would end up the way she is. Um, but she didn't want any chances whatsoever of of her babies not um, thriving. So she cut off all of her hair and um, made a... Uh, a big sacrifice for mm-hmm. for that for, for that purpose because I don't know it just seemed like something that would be really interesting to do because it would be like to her it's just something she has to do but to the dwarves it would be like oh my god that's the most horrible thing I've heard today what did you do what did you do to this poor woman that made her do this to herself because I was reading on um, the Lord of the Rings wiki that um, that uh, dwarves only shave their beards if they have some great shame. Yep. <laughs> so I thought that we could attach that to the hair too, since they all had long hair and it was mm-hmm. kind of um, ornate with the braids and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the the whole you know starfish thing that that you know Nori's got going, which is he's the thief. I mean, really, if you're going to be a thief, don't have a starfish for a head. It's it's Incredibly, <laughs> you're gonna stand out. You're gonna stand out like whoa. But um, I also kind of have this image in the back of um my plot where in an epilogue she's um she's taken um dirt from her nurturing ground in the Shire and she's brought it with her to the Lonely mm-hmm. Mountain and on a garden terrace she's built her ground again. And instead of taking off all of her hair, um, Thorin and his sister and her two boys all Feely give hair. Feeling and Keely. They all give hair for the bed um, of the baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, I but I also that. had this really awesome idea that she wasn't the only hobbit who comes to the Lonely Mountain, that maybe... <coughs> that maybe like the dwarves have too many males that perhaps the hobbits have too many females and that some of them well, go with with, um, with her. And I had this idea that this one, I don't know, it just kind of popped into my head when I was in the shower. And that this one <laughs> hobbit, she, um, she falls in love with a dwarf, but there are people in the mountain who don't approve of this. And... After her heart seed is planted, they kill her mate. Mm. And they find out who it is. They find out who it is. And um, she... asks for the killer's blood. Oh, yeah. 
to nurture the ground of her child. And Thorne says, how much do you want? And she says, I want it all. And she turns to the murderer's brothers and said, your brother killed my mate. So for the next Mm -hmm. year, you will see to all of my needs. You will bring Mm -hmm. me all the nutrients Mm -hmm. I need from my child. You will bring me diamonds. You will bring me gold. You will bring me platinum. You will bring me everything I need to nurture my son so that when he is born, he is strong and he is all of the baby he should be. And they're like, or Thorne's like, or you can give her your blood. <laughs> How, hey, they're like, okay. <laughs> here's something for you. Get, if I'll I, just go get started. I'll be mining right now. So I'll be down there mining. He's going to go get you some food. <laughs> I just yeah, had this whole here. thing in my head picked out. And it just kind of plucked up full form in the in this scene. So I, I do like that idea of the ladies in waiting <clears throat> all being hobbit girls. Well, that, there's an idea. Um, here's something I just thought of, and, and you know, obviously take it as you will. One of the things that is canon, <coughs> and, and I know you're, you're not planning on watching Battle of the Five Armies anytime soon, so. No, I can't um, watch it in public. Yes, no, I'm not suggesting you do. Um, but one of the things that does show up there is the giving of the mithril shirt. And so I have a, I, I if, if the baby Dwabbits can't get gold, at least not the ones from the line of Durin, because, you know, let's not tempt fate here. Right. Maybe they can get mithril. Yeah. You know? And and lining, you know, wrapped around, you know, bed of hair that she's given the babies is the mithril shirt. Because even though, you know, Thorin was absolutely batshit bonkers when he gave it. It was still given to protect, you know, to protect her. And it did, you know. And so, you know, can't give you, I can't give you uh, gold, but I can give you the the most precious thing <coughs> that can be found in your father's mountain, which is Mithril. Because yeah, I hope she's going to go in the Arkenstone. That fucking thing can rot in the in the deepest dungeons. Yeah. So. Yeah, Mithril works. So I was thinking that Thorin might um, kind of lure a Hobbit colony into his valley, so that um, Bella is happy because she has her own people there, and they make little little Hobbit holes in his mountain. And he pretends to be kind of irritated about it, but secretly he thinks it's adorable. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, or actually, what but, could be interesting <clears throat> is, while Thorne is grappling, you know, and and doing it in every manner that is is remotely feasible, um, I would say Balin would be talking to the Thanes, and you know, just discussing. Shit, shooting the breeze, you know, guys who, who, you know, rule in ways that are not standard talking. Oh, yeah, we've, we're, we're, we've been, you know, he, he looks at all the, the hobbits running around and all the kids. Oh, there's a lot of kids here, to, you know. And, you know, they're looking at it going, 
far more than there should be. We have we have this imbalance, or you know, there's not enough, or whatever. You know, however you want to say it. But what is it? Is it Fanon that uh, I think it's Yavana and Paul? Yavana made the yeah. The, I wrote that the, down. Yeah, Yvonne I'm not sure if it's Fanon or not. But she made the hobbits, and Mahal made uh, made the dwarves, and they're married. And so I could almost see, you know, they they should have been they should not so much one people, but as one symbiotic people. The the, the dwarves get the inside of the mountain, the hobbits get the outside. Yeah, pretty much. And I kind of think that he would kind of lure. Um, Parts of her family that she likes. <laughs> yeah, leave the Saxville Bagginses behind. <laughs> yeah, leave that woman there. And, um. Labelia. God, you're. Yeah. <clears throat> Labelia is a horror. Okay. Mahal making the dwarves is canon. She is. The Hobbit thing is Fanon, but they are married. Canon. But it doesn't matter because, you know, canon means absolutely nothing to me anyway. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the, I was reading on the wiki, and it said that the origin of hobbits is actually not um, uh, confirmed, and that they're just mm-hmm. believed to be descendants of man. So there is room mm-hmm. to play if you want to say all canon about it, but I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I can totally see. I can totally see it, the, you know, with... Because this if this was um, Tolkien's book, Bella would still be at home in the Shire. <laughs> no shit. Because <laughs> girls don't get to have adventures. <laughs> Unless they're filling in a plot hole. Yeah. No. Um, no man no can man kill him. No man Yeah. Major plot hole. Okay. Okay, well, let's fill that plot hole right up. I don't know why mm-hmm. Pippin couldn't do it. That would have been fun. Pippin's not a man. He's a hobbit. <laughs> yes, but as as the, the, the way they, they originally coached or couched it, uh, hobbits are um, relatives of man. But, no, that's not true. That That's not... That's not canon. Yeah. It's an assumption, but it's not canon. They don't know where hobbits yeah. come from, but they are hobbits. They're not men. Mm-hmm. It could have yeah. been or Gimli. Hathaway. That would have been great. It could have <laughs> been Gimli and Legolas together. But then, you know, you had to give a girl a token part where she fills in a plot hole for a... Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't actually have a problem with token. <laughs> I don't want you to think I do. Hmm. Lucas says, actually, if you read it, Mary had the only knife that could breach the body of the Witch King. Yeah, he hmm. could have taken a crotch shot, couldn't he? <laughs> as short as he is. What? <laughs> that would have been one way to get the guy to bend over. Here, he could have got him in the leg. He could have got him in that artery. He went down like a ton of bricks. Yes, that, that, that presupposes they have blood, you know. True enough. But yeah, considering they are, but <coughs> if they put some poison on it or something, I don't know. He wouldn't have been a man either. But regardless, yes. she had her part, and mm-hmm. that was she all played we it got well. as as women. 
Mm-hmm. Minus the pining. Well, I don't see why. Um, hmm. You're saying what now? <laughs> this just chat room is really interesting. Um. <laughs> They're disturbed. All of them. Every single one. It's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. But like yeah. I said, my utter lack of respect for um, Lord of the Rings canon is probably going to set the fandom on fire because um, oh, like, really? there are many fandoms where you, where you, if you abuse canon, you get crap for it, and I'm pretty sure that Lord of the Rings is one of them. Um, considering one of the ones that I saw that I actually liked was a reboot where Thorin was in the place of... The guy who, um, Moriarty's number two guy, I think, and didn't want to actually shoot John because um, he recognized John's level. Sherlock. Sherlock. Sherlock Sherlock reincarnation. Yes, it it was one of those where I'm sitting here going, okay, it works, but damn. Do you think that all those traditional Lord of the Rings fans, like, oh, fuck me, Peter Jackson, don't make the movie, don't make the movie. Yeah, what they've already done is bad enough. Don't make the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sebastian Moran, yeah, because they all knew where that bromance was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he so, had to go and cast one of the most attractive men on this planet to play Thorin because that wasn't an accident. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. Yeah, uh, Lucas comes, yeah, you don't find a lot of traditionalists in the fan fiction portion of fandom too much. Their heads would implode. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I think it's pretty hard to. I think they're like, no, don't hide it. We'll have to give these ladies something because we're going to kill them all at the end, and it's bad. Oh, my God, it's horrific. You have to give them a reason to come to the movie. Yeah. Could you sit a little closer to him? Let's, let's take six. Uh-huh. Could you look a little bit more like you want to take off his, off his clothes? That'd be great. It, can, can you can you you know cheer up a little bit harder and add, and add some some lip wiggle? Let's let's see this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that the introduction of the female elf was a Peter Jackson self insert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. oh. Tariel is is definitely an interesting little. Uh, addition to the whole thing. So. I don't know. I don't mind so much the idea of of the Terrell Keeley thing because he dies mm-hmm. and he yeah. um at least he got to experience that that brush of 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 love mm-hmm. before he died. So you know. The the thing is, 
the thing about the whole um well okay, uh, Dark says what begs the question, what are you gonna do about the Dororo Hobbit lifespan? Oh, I'm going thing. to totally ignore it. Now by the third age, dwarves live about three hundred years. Mm-hmm. Hobbits live Bilbo lives to be hundred and thirty, but that's kind of rare yes. because um of the ring. Um mm-hmm. but I'm totally I'm totally going to ignore it. Mhm. Yeah, it's um going to be interesting to see how this this hashes out. 110 is And I have to say it that I probably would pair Keely and that female elf to um together. Um, mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's true, because Thorin is middle-aged at this point, so he's like, what, 150, mm-hmm. 160 years old? Um, um, depending, depends on when you, how, or how much canon uh, credence you're going to give to when Alk happened, because in canon, it's, I believe, 17 centuries between when Smaug entered Erebor and when they actually arrived to, to get him out. In... Movies, I think it's no. Wait a second. It's sixty years between the two sets of movies. It might actually be the seventeen centuries. So, Thorn is maybe two hundred. Okay. Um, Smaug comes to the Lonely Mountain in twenty-seven seventy. They liberate October twenty nine forty one. Hundred and seventy one years. Damn them. So and if so, Thorne remembers being in the mountain and he does, um he has mm-hmm. to at least be two hundred years old ish. Yeah. In that range. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, Lucas is saying he was 24 when the dragon attacked and 200 when the Hobbit takes place. So he's got about 40-ish years left in his lifespan more than um, Bilbo does. Maybe. But um, I don't plan to address that at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to put a fine point on it, no. Because I want to tell you something about me that you might not know. (laughs) My characters live forever. John and Rodney are never going to die. Ever. Ever. <laughs> never. They they, they never uh-huh. die. Well, if I remember correctly, you and I talked about what was going to be happening with um, uh, what might have been because of something you gave me. And Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing with um, how long they're going to live in Lantean Legacy. You know, because yeah, because I don't want to think about them getting old and dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. No. Yeah. But, <clears throat> so it's not going to come up. They're going to live forever. Just like my characters don't actually mm-hmm. go to the bathroom. I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. All you all are never going to horrible. see one of my characters sitting on a toilet taking a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
just not going to happen. <laughs> I just don't discuss that kind of thing. Death and taking a shit. <laughs> nope. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, Dark, they are. Um, yeah. Carolina um, <laughs> says, I don't think anybody's character should go to the bathroom. See? See? Totally. Because no one mm-hmm. needs to read about that. The only people who need to go to the bathroom in the stories are little kids who are potty training. Mm-hmm. That might have a plot purpose. Otherwise, body functions like that have no plot purpose and have no business being discussed in scene. No. I am not clicking on that link, Azor. <laughs> oh God, I'm 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 freaked out. I think well since they've been in the ground a year. Um it, it, that the, the um maybe they'll come out like able to sit up but not walk. Because they have to be able to wiggle out of the dirt. Mm-hmm. So they have to be able to get out. Toddlers? Early toddler? Well, if you'll notice in Harry Potter, the only thing that happens in um, bathrooms is um, wand fights <laughs> and yes. death. Yes. <laughs> well... One fight between and the bath. Um, Harry takes yes. a bath, and Harry and Draco have a duel, and Myrtle mm-hmm. dies, and Hermione gets attacked by a troll. But nobody, absolutely nobody, in Harry Potter actually goes to the bathroom. <laughs> mhm. There's potion brewing in the bathroom. Yes. Oh yes. Mhm. <clears throat> <sighs> <laughs> the dark is saying about good. eight months old. Um, but, you know, they're dwarves and the Hobbit at the same time. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to come out at the point where they're physically capable of of leaving the the ground they're in, the nest they're in, or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But probably not be able to walk because you don't want them to be in a situation where they would suffocate. If mm-hmm. their parent wasn't there, if they were born premature, that has to happen. There has to be indications where the the mother goes to the bathroom or wherever, you know, or she gets mm-hmm. distracted or she falls asleep and she wakes up and there's her kid. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Six to eight months sounds okay. Maybe six months is good because they they wouldn't want them to wander far, and maybe they do put up some kind of barrier so that if the mm-hmm. baby were to be born early or they won't be able to wander far, you know, <laughs> just be mm-hmm. roaming around the shire. That <laughs> would go over Make your baby on the boat. We, we, we found your kid. <laughs> She's a little mm-hmm. early. Which makes me think they're probably that maybe maybe Bella was early. Maybe she was early, and you know, the, her mom wakes up, um, where she's been standing guard because um, it's her turn, and there's Bella mm-hmm. <laughs> just sitting up playing with flowers. Yep. 
No, they're not, there's no <laughs> apparition happening here, Sona. <laughs> That's a disturbing idea. Oh, God. Uh, magical babies and accidental magic. Ooh, harsh, harsh. I don't even know what to do with that. My womb just kind of seized up. I had a genuine spasm. I don't even. Let's just assume that baby's magic doesn't settle until they're like six months old. <laughs> but wait a second, Harry. And they're not capable was, of that kind of shit. Harry was reaching out and grabbing stuff earlier, so. Um, Mama's magic. I mean, for the sake of my womb, we're going to assume <laughs> that babies cannot apparate out. <laughs> Okay. Um, I lost my, I lost my dashboard. I don't even know where the fuck it is. I don't either. But so we've got, we've got a couple things going with this, um, and it sounds like, for the most part, it's going to be pretty straightforward. Although I actually, I mean, I can totally see these ripping Thorn a new asshole several times over the course of the discussion of exactly what happened. <clears throat> it's not going to be good. No, it's really not. On the other hand, he... Fully and totally deserves it. So now, here's a question. Since I actually have seen Battle of the Five Armies and I've seen the what um, what was done to the outside of the mountain, um, are you going to have a? You said you're going to have a a um, a terrace for. Eventually, yeah. Like years so later. Okay, so this is not going to be something that is already there. No, I don't know. I don't know because well, the thing is, is by the time they even return to the Lonely Mountain with the children she's already seated, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be four years since the Battle of the Five Armies. Mm-hmm. So four years has passed in between her leaving and her returning. So, right. and then you know maybe he'll make that for her as a gift when they get married. I don't know. It, whatever. In the full official pomp and circumstance wedding? And as a matter of fact, I am not doing accidental male pregnancy since Bella is a girl <laughs> and always has been. Yes, but it... <laughs> Although I do I do love Rodney's reaction to when... Um, Atlant- or when when Allie offers him the chance of of getting a uterus, changing his sex, he grabs his dick. Yeah, yeah. What, what what man wouldn't what man wouldn't grab his own dick? Think uh, about it. Somebody who's not real happy with it and wants wants something else. Somebody who's already been manipulated once genetically, uh-huh. who's particularly <laughs> happy with his penis. Yes. Who's happy with his genital arrangement? Of course, he's uh-huh. gonna grab his dick. <laughs> like he can hold on to it physically to keep her from taking it. 
Yes. That's just that's just what a man would do. <laughs> yeah, I I can honestly, you know, I could almost almost see, you know, as soon as as Rodney gets somewhere where he can he can be alone, he's going to take it out and pet it and go, "I love you. You're fine. You're here. All is well." <laughs> I'll tell you uh, something, as a woman, um, men, if you're listening, do not talk to your penis in front of us. Just don't. It's disturbing. <laughs> it is super disturbing. In fact, her imitating a man doing that was super disturbing. And if you name the junk, don't don't tell us what the name is. <laughs> we don't want to know. <sighs> and don't talk about your dick in third person. I'm just, you know, putting that out there for you. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about your dick like it is somehow separate from you and you're not responsible for its actions. <laughs> no. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't do that. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Well, then again, there's a little also dick a etiquette for you. And I'm gonna put yes. and dick etiquette on the end of my um summary for this uh Yes. Radio Sin, show. Sin is not helping matters any when she comments of what you know, of what she <laughs> is apparently disturbing when I use it as a joystick. He doesn't think it's funny when I make laser noises. Pew, pew, Senna, <laughs> <laughs> you just gave us a window into your sex life that I don't think I need <laughs> Thank you, kiddo. I did not need that. And that's worse. Because she just said, oh, that has nothing to do with sex. That is actually so much worse. How dare you waste an erection that way? (laughs) I don't know if it was erect at that point. (laughs) You know, at, at, at her husband's age, if she's wrapping her hand around it, it better get hard real quick. Oh, yes. It better be. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> oh man. Okay, getting back to to the Hobbit thing. So we figured out what Ori or what Nori did. Um, we figured out what. Or at least some of what Dees is going to do to Thorn, which is basically slow roast him over an open fire. Um, what's happening with Feely and Keeley? Well, I don't know if I want to leave one of them in charge in the mountain, or mm-hmm. if I want to leave his sister in charge in the mountain. Um, I think that from a uh, from a company point of view, considering how they all feel like they wronged her, that it's important for them all to come to the Shire and for his sister to stay in charge at the mountain. But they're babies. The idea of her not being there for the babies being born is kind of sad, too, that she won't get to see that. So 
And it, well, you know, we're, you know, absolute worst case, you can leave Dean um, in charge. You know, the, the the cousin, the one who who in canon gets the damn thing. I can't leave that asshole in charge because um, here's the problem. Uh, I read a fic where mm-hmm. um, um, I read that flowers um, from Yavani, ever how you say it, where yeah. um, Bilbo had all those children and he had the daughter first, and Dane wanted um, yes. to um, yeah. um, uh, make his daughter or son betrothed to her, so he was going to blackmail mm-hmm. them, and he did something terrible to that little girl. And so I can't use him for anything. He's going to, no. I'm ruined for that character. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> Just straight up asshole. Okie dokie. But if I do leave one of the boys in charge, um, this is a boy who's been tempered by war. Something tells He's not the same kid that started off on the... You know, and no, this is someone, you know, they've... And he, he's had over a year in the mountain as Thorne's heir. Um, is Keeley right? I mean, isn't Keeley the heir? No, Feely is Feely's the heir. The heir. Feely's, Feely's, the Feely's the heir. Feely's the blonde. Keely is the brunette. See that? See that's the problem. I can't keep them separated anyway. I have to make a whole little fucking chart with pictures and shit. It'll be terrible. I can't. Um, it's easy. But since I absolutely have no respect whatsoever for Cannon, um, I can put whoever the hell I want in charge of the mountain. And when Thorin gets there, all his shit will be right where he left it. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. The I can't see those two and and their comment is correct that that the boys uh Sinna says I'm not sure he could handle being separated from Keeley after he almost died. Um so I don't they, know what they are, that, but I do think I do think from a from a from a character and plot point of view that the company needs to return to the Shire together, which oh, means that, it would leave his sister in charge of the mountain. Unless she comes too and they leave that asshole Dane in charge. Well, you know, it, depending on what they're doing, if if you do the company going, Dark doesn't um, know me at all, does she? Was, was that even a question? Are you serious? Because no. Oh God, no. no. I avoid. I avoid the entire supernatural fandom because of incest. It creeps me uh-huh. the fuck out. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sarcasm. No. Um. No, but seriously, that shit does creep me out, and I keep seeing it in the um, Hobbit fandom. Oh yeah, it shows up. And um, the fact of the matter is, is that incest creeps me out so bad that I could not even write George and Fred with Hermione together um i because you know what here's the thing about two men in bed with the same woman there's going to be touching there's going to be dick touching it happens um there's going to be balls touching because you know what in a situation where there's double penetration there is not enough room between the vaginal opening and the anus for there not to be balls smashed together in practically any position you could put a woman and two men in. Mhm. 
And the fact of the matter is, is the only reason I would write a threesome is so that I could do double penetration. <laughs> and this is why I this is why I'm I'm desperately waiting for you to actually write that damn Miko um, uh, uh, Rodney John thing. And I know people don't have a problem with it, and um, I don't. It's just this is a personal thing for me. It's it's very personal. Um, it squeaks me. I, I do have some things that bother me a lot that a lot of people read and write, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, I'm just you know I just can't read it. I um I want someone was talking about a story they'd fallen head over heels into, um, and it was like 300k, and and it was there there was a link, and I got excited, and not a link, but it was like a title and an author. And I got excited, and I went to read it, and. It was a story where Draco was at, um, someone give Jade that flowers thick, where Gobo grows the garden. Flowers um, from your, your, your... Yeah, that one. I never hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> um, let's see. But, uh, <clears throat> Oh, oh, anyways, Draco was at Dumbstring, Dumbstrung, 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 the dumb place with the ship. <laughs> Dumbstrung. And um, Lucius dies, and his mom comes to get him, and uh, he's going to go to Hogwarts. And anyway, and it sounds really cool and really interesting. I think, oh, this will be interesting. I'm going to see this. This will be awesome. And so I, and so I, I go look it up. And there's no warning. There's no warning for it at all. And um, I, uh, I'm i reading it, and I'm reading it, and then all of a sudden, Oliver Wood starts to sexually assault Harry Potter. Oh, hell no. I turned it. I, I, I clicked X. I I don't even I don't even know if it ended up being just like a forced seduction or Harry got rescued. I have no idea what happens in this fic, but Harry started saying no. Oliver said, "You don't mean that." Harry said, "I've had too much to drink." Oliver said, "It'll be fine," and he started trying mm. to. Keep, and I I closed it because I don't want to know what happened. Mm. But I cannot read that. And I'm not saying that I equate um, incest with rape because I don't. Although, mm-hmm. in some cases, I think it's actually pretty close, um, depending. Because, like, parent-child incest, I don't care how yeah. old they are. That's – there's no way in my mind that that will ever be consensual. When one person has power and authority over another, in that way, consent is impossible. That's just what I believe. Which Mm -hmm. is why I have a real problem with, like, step-parent. Like, when Woody Allen married his adopted daughter. (laughs) Or his wife's adopted daughter. You know, it's just just, just creepy. Oh, he's he's (laughs) creepy no matter what. <clears throat> Anyways, um, 
Yeah, and so, you know, there was no warning. And so there's lots of things that I read that you will read. Um, There's lots of things that you'll write that I won't write. It's not a judgment on you. It's just me making the best decision I can for me. And it really, it has um, absolutely no bearing on, um, on what I think of you as a person. So if you really dig this shit out of supernatural incest, I... You go right ahead. You own that. You dig in, and you have fun. And you really like golden showers? That's perfectly Ooh. okay, too. Just don't oh, recommend God. them to me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying that I'm perfectly okay with your kinks. Really? And your twin set. I'm not. I just don't want to read it. <laughs> Hey, no kink bashing, no kink shame, no no kink kink shaming, none, not a. Um, I don't like cheating either. I don't like um, I especially don't like adultery. I have a real problem mm-hmm. with that. Um, even though I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. But it isn't quite um. the same. Um, um. I wrote in. I have this Harry Potter revenge fic where Harry mm-hmm. and Hermione um, are both married. To, Harry got potioned into marrying Jenny, and Hermione just got brainwashed into um, marrying Ron. And Hermione um, castrates Ron and breaks up with him or tries to leave him, and she runs away to Harry, and they get their groove on because. They're both hating their life and fuck all this shit and fuck all that. And they go back mm-hmm. in time and get, and get revenge on everybody. <laughs> so that might be classified as cheating, maybe. Minimally. <laughs> I don't think that um, Ron and Jenny were aware that Harry and Hermione were in mm-hmm. Harry's house. Fucking like animals. Mm-hmm. While they plotted revenge on an epic level, <laughs> but oh, yes. <clears throat> by the way, the, the, so yeah. The but what I don't like to see is I don't like to see cheating or adultery where the other person. Oh God! One of the worst things I ever watched, and actually one of the better movies I've ever seen with Sandra Bullock in it, is called Hope Floats. And it mm-hmm. opens up with Sandra Bullock's character. She has. Um, oh yeah, that scene. She's oh. uh, she's on a national talk show, and she's there because she thinks her best friend has set her up for a um, uh, a um, a makeover. Something nice. And mm-hmm. and her best friend. Uh, confesses to cheating, to sleeping with her husband mm-hmm. on national TV and her kids sitting there in the audience. And I cried. I was like, oh, my God. Because there's that level of, um, and that's what I don't like when I see adultery and cheating fixes. There's this innocent person on the other side of it who... Mm-hmm has no idea what's coming and yep um 
I could have cheerfully murdered her sister, her, her best friend and husband. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. And her and her daughter is sitting there in the audience. They let the kid be there. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Traumatized the holy fuck out of her. And so she's trying to not respond because she knows she's on TV, and the kid's like crying right there, just just crying. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible, and it's yeah, it's betrayal and it's embarrassment, and it's just. It's an utter lack of I told, respect as well. I told um, all my friends after we watched that movie, I said, if you ever invite me on a national television show for a makeover, I'm just going to punch you in the face and get it over with. <laughs> well, Number one, fuck you, do I don't need a makeover. And two, you're probably going to reveal something terrible to me that I don't want to hear on national fucking television. So I'm going to black both your eyes. <laughs> just get it over with. It's terrible. It's terrible. But I hate to see somebody innocent hurt and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And I've been cheated on, and I felt so stupid. I felt stupid, and I felt used. And my my level of yeah, my my level. I handed him his ring back. Yeah, fuck you. I'm not marrying you. Goodbye, toast. Um, I know it I was cried. Not, not your internet, Dad. Um, well, yeah, because you married him. It, I cried. Yeah, I, 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 I did. did. I, I cried. I couldn't help myself. I was just, I just, I burst into tears. And it's not because I loved him or because I felt so stupid. I felt so stupid and used and, and, and terrible. And, and I wanted to do terrible, mean, ugly things to him and, and he made me that way. He made me so angry. It was he had this power over me at that moment, and he just and it was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. God, I get mad just thinking about it, and it's been twenty years. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, you, what's the one that we're both reading? Um, and it's where. Um, it's a Hobbit. I think it's an unexpected edition is the name of the main story in the the, the series. And um, Bilbo comes back and he's got um, he's got um, he's got Frodo with him, and they are back in the mountains. And there's a, a real recent one that that is four part or three. It's a, it's a four parter. There are three parts into it, and Thorin is having to deal um, is is having. Well, he's being a moron. He's not really noticing all the pretty or quote, air quotes pretty uh, dwarven lasses who are hanging around him and and damn near laying on the ground going, "Take me, my king! I'm yours." <laughs> did, you, did you get the idea that she threw her arms open when she did that? I, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I'm very bad at this. But um, <laughs> is, is plotting a great deal of potentially very bloody revenge, and the whole of the company is right there with her going, 
how can we kill them and not make anybody know? You know, or even better, how can we kill them and make sure everybody knows to leave him the fuck alone? I did read the the ash and the oak. Yeah, the oak and the ash. That's a good one. The oak and the um, ash. That's I'm a really guide one. one for that. Oh, God, um, was it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, I like saying the one, the one you're talking about um, is called Hobbit in the Lonely Mountain. Mm-hmm. I think so. She provided a link, and she, yeah. and, and she gave a link. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that one's so, you know, yeah. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that I'm one. exploring a new fandom, and I have read about... Um, I ain't going to lie. I've read close to 600,000 words in the past four days. Yeah, of which I've probably handed you, what, a good 100,000 of it? Half. Half. Half, okay. One way or another, because you kept talking about these fics even when I wasn't reading them, and I do remember the shit that you say. Okay, now what she said about this one, let's look it up (laughs) over here on Google. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (coughs) I've subscribed to 25 fics. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous that I've been reduced to this. I don't even know how many I've subscribed to at this point. Although, <clears throat> it's at the I'm, point now you know, where if I get a note in my email saying that uh, something's a bit, uh, they, I have to start over and read the whole damn thing over again. <laughs> Which is not going to be a trial to begin with since I subscribed to it. No. And if I subscribed to it, it means it was good. <clears throat> yeah, by the way, if Sunwriter is, is ever listening to any of this, honey, if you're, if you're on here, the carving series <clears throat> is bomb. I adore it. And I'm really, really hoping to see what happens next because it's good. You know, but the, I like the time travel fix too. Oh yeah, I'm reading the good. one. I'm I'm reading the one where Thorn and Bilbo both come back, and they have like this uh, whole secret language, and um, <laughs> and, okay, that one you and, have to link me and Bilbo, I don't have that one. um, and Bilbo knows this the um the secret language of the drawers, and he lets it drop by accident in front of the entire company, and um. They keep arguing over whether or not they should let shit happen or not, and uh, mm-hmm. and and the the company thinks that you know maybe that the Hobbit has enchanted their king. <laughs> He's all freaked uh-huh. out, and they, and then they get to Rivendell, and Thorin's nice. <laughs> He's nice to the elves. Yes. Because he's been living with Bilbo basically for a hundred fucking years. And so he's actually nice to the elves. And even the elves are like, what? Because <laughs> he speaks their language. Yes. <laughs> he, um, he, um, he greets, um, uh, is it Elrond? Elrond? Elrond. In Elrond. his own language. And the elf, like, he's genuinely taken back. He has no idea what to do with that. Um. <clears throat> so, anyways, oh, I don't know. Um, weary head. I think so. Something like that. Something like lay that. Lay down your sweet and weary head. Is this? I think this is the one. Yeah, I'm. I'm I've only to this read one. one where Thorin and Bilbo come back together. This. No, I've this only read one, one that way. They, they come back, yeah, this isn't the one where they come back together. This is the one where Thorin wakes up at the Lonely Mountain right before Smaug shows up, and he I love that to, one, too. Yes, he has to make everything, he he's making everything right, and it's a, it's a glorious, 
you know, um, story because of yeah, how well it fills in holes. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. that one too. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's it's a hundred and one thousand words or. Yeah, hundred one thousand words. And I'm, I'm not sure what the I'm other one bored. is called, where um, Bilbo and Thorin come back together. I'm sorry, I like I said, mm-hmm. I've been through sixty-seven pages of of, of, of stories, and um, I do have it in my um, uh, yeah, it's bookmarks. It's not burned with that means nothing. C- C- Pringle. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, C. Pringle comments that it's it's not burned with tinder. Um, Uh, <coughs> the garden one has. Um, I'm also reading one, one where. Um, hmm. Uh. minute warning! Damn it. Where uh, a female Bilbo comes back. There's a couple where where Bilbo's come back, and you know the the whole reaction is. Son of a bitch, you know. Uh, the one and I'm reading, the one that I really, really enjoyed was the one where Thorin and Bilbo came back together. Mhm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely look for that one. Oh, we've got a minute left. Yeah, huh. Well, if she doesn't find the link, I would, or she doesn't find that link, I'll put it up if I can find it, or if anybody emails me it. But, (laughs) there's a lot of good things. We have a minute left that I see. Still on there, Kira? Lay lay down your sweet and weary head. That's the one where um, Thorin kills the dragon the the day he gets there. Yeah, so that that's one's the one really good. I really enjoy that one. Yeah. Um that's the one where he holds But I can't if I find that fic where Bilbo and Thorin come back in time, I will definitely put it on um Facebook for you guys. Um and it'll probably be on Twitter as well. That way, you know, either way. Excellent. And my Twitter feed shows up on my website. We're done we're down to thirty seconds. Um you guys have a great weekend and um be safe. Yep. And, Try not to read too much Hobbit porn. Good luck. I'm I'm a lost cause. <laughs> Say goodnight, Lady Holder. Good night, Lady Holder. <laughs> Shut, Shut up and sit down. down. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. 
Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Penny Mitsubishi during May Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 rebucks with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com to qualify buyers on a free credit. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.